Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overleveled Podcast. This is uh, this is part one of the Dark Road to Kingdom Hearts. This is, or at least, this is the first part of Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Uh, the last episode that we did was more of an introduction to the series, and today we are covering the opening of Kingdom Hearts to the point where you leave Travers Town. And today in this series, as as always, I am joined by my good buddy dash how are you doing man ah oh, dude i'm i'm excited i'm i'm really pumped right now i have so much energy yes. you have no idea <laughs> you chugged all those uh monster energies at work today huh oh yeah and now i'm drinking a diet coke so like, i go. am i am ready <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear that's good to hear i guess before we go straight into just discussing this and kind of o- opening up your brain and kind of dissecting this this game in the very beginning yeah uh, i guess just how how have you enjoyed the game so far, just in general? In general, like, I, I looked at it a little bit too critical at first. I was kind of just trying to analyze everything because I knew we were going to talk about it. Yeah. And then I kind of was like, I should just enjoy the game. I go, let's just relax. And then I that's when I started to have a lot of fun. A few existential crises, uh... Because yeah. I was like, yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it. I'm, I'm yeah, sure we'll get into I'm sure, that. I'm sure we'll talk about <laughs> it. A few extra central crises because of just my, my competitive nature, and I was upset. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I right now, I'm really enjoying enjoying the story so far, and it has gotten a few laughs out of me, some of the stuff good. that's happened in the in the game so far. That's good to hear, man. Yeah, I, I know, and you know too, I've been telling you, I'm really happy we're doing this series, but you know, this game series from the very beginning is really dependent on just you just kind of sitting back and letting the game kind of take you away. So, you know, if all the note taking and all that gets too much for you, you know, maybe, you know, take a break from that and just kind of take a step back and enjoy the game. And it, and it kind of sounds like that's what you've (laughs) decided to do. So I'm, I'm happy that, uh, you know, you're enjoying it like, like the way you should enjoy a video. Uh, I'm taking, I'm taking this like fully blind too, because You know, there's items and stuff, like, in Traverse Town you can buy. Yep. And yep. I had to fight every urge in my body not to look up what's the best item to buy off right oh, off yeah. the rip. I was just like, no, don't look it up. Just look at what's there and figure yeah. it out yourself. <laughs> just go Absolutely. from there. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, too. We'll, we'll talk more about this as we go through the series, but Kingdom Hearts 1 is probably the most difficult game as far as direction goes. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to that of the older old old school JRPGs and adventure games where you're kind of thrown in a situation with with little explanation as to where you need to go and you're kind of just left to go explore and figure it out for yourself. Um, oh, I and, can, I can so relate to that already, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it gets it gets, uh, I'll say it gets better. It gets better down the line. You know, this, this first game, like I said in, in like the first episode, a lot of people kind of look at this game as either the middle of the road or best or worst in the series. You know, I would yeah. say, I would say if you're enjoying your time here so far, you're going to really enjoy everything else that comes after this. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely way too, if you're playing along or, you know, whatever, it's definitely way too early to say you do like or hate this as well. Like, Oh you know. yeah, this is everything we're covering today. But like specifically, this is just we are getting a feel for how this game is presenting 
Kingdom Hearts to us. This is the introduction to the series, the introduction introduction to the game. Uh, we really haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, so let's go ahead. I'm just going to give a brief summary real fast of just kind of yeah. everything that has happened in this portion. Um, so basically, you know, you start the game and you're in this dreamscape area and you have all these different options sort like what kind of weapon are you going to use uh, then you got more options like you said you know a lot of a lot of stuff to give you an existential crisis <laughs> yeah and then you you kind of fight this tutorial boss and you wake up from the dream and you're on destiny islands you're playing as sora who is 14 years old and his two best friends, Riku and Kairi. Uh, Kairi is also 14, and Riku is 15. Y'all are all just homies on this island, and y'all have a very strong desire to leave the island and go explore the other worlds that are out there. So after doing some friendly contest-type shenanigans and picking up little uh, items here and there to help build the raft... Nothing friendly about those competitions. <laughs> you You... Go and you give the, all the materials to Kyrie, and you you watch a couple of cutscenes, and the the world, the or at least the island that you're on, gets destroyed, and you end up kind of getting flown across the, the universe, I guess, and you end up in a place called Travers Town or Traverse Town. Uh, I I've never I think they pronounce it Travers Town in the game, but I think technically because it's this place where people arrive and like from other worlds and like they're traversing like these lanes in space i don't know it's kind I, of i, I feel like that. it should be traverse town you I, know? I i could see it but traverse town's how i read it too so yeah yeah so we'll just say traverse town for here and so anyway so you're you arrive in traverse town you're looking for your buddies and uh you run into some other characters along the way and they kind of help explain kind of what's what the Keyblade is, what the Heartless are, and all this stuff. And then you run into Donald and Goofy. And y'all both kind of agree to help each other in your conquest. And you board the gummy ship together, and that's kind of where we stop today. <laughs> you, you've played a, a little bit further past this part, am I right? Uh, a little. Uh, no, because I, I was sitting there. Um, I, did, I did go to the hub after that, and then I go... Wait, I want to go back into the store and kind of look at what I want because then I realized I could give Donald and Goofy items. Oh yeah, and I was yeah. just like, I should probably. I I wanted to save the money that that I got, but I was like, ah, I go, I should probably give them some stuff too to make my sure, life a yeah. little easier. So, yes and no. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Understood. Let's go ahead. I I've got lots of questions for you, and, and I have a I lot guess of before, answers. Cool. Before before we get to all these questions, though, I'm. Uh, you know, while me and you have been working together, I've been telling you like, I've got, I've got hella notes. <laughs> I've, I have been, I've been note taken like a, like a motherfucker. <laughs> so I think I got so, about two pages worth of notes. I don't think that compares to you, but I got about two pages worth. <laughs> yeah, I, ha I have at least a short story worth of notes. <laughs> Jesus, not, not a novella, you know, but a short story. <laughs> yeah, something that gets you through through uh, lunchtime. Okay. Okay, so let's go ahead and we're going to talk about the, the title screen. <laughs> okay.
at the title screen, we see you're playing the final mix version of the game. Yes. This is this is the common version that everyone who you know, every modern person who tries to get into the series, I guess they could jump back to the PS2 version and play the PS2 version, but for the most part, if you're playing this game for the first time, you're likely playing the Final Mix version. And the image on the background, you see Sora holding a flag, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got yeah. his like little hood up and everything. Uh, which, by the way, that ho- Sora never wears his hood. Yeah, he game. looks edgy. Looks like an edgy boy, edgy teen. He, yeah, in this artwork, he definitely looks edgy. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to send you this image right here. This is what Kingdom Hearts looked like on the PS2. Oh, okay. Uh, it just kind of showed Sora sitting there with his little tootsies in the water. Tootsies. And he's holding a stick. And he yeah. has a, a dead fish in his mouth. <laughs> oh, my God, he does. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, Why? a little weird. Why? Why? I, don't know. <laughs> I, couldn't, I, I can't tell you. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so... So this is, yeah, right off the bat, you're seeing some fantastic artwork from Tetsuya Nomura. You know, as well as being the director of this game, he is also the character designer and art director. Everything everything visually that you're seeing where you're like, oh, okay, that's that's visual. I don't know. <laughs> that's yeah, visual. That's, that, that's Nomura, you know. <laughs> that's visual. I can see that. that. That's pretty visual. <laughs> So one thing that I wanted to just kind of point out, the song that's playing in the background is called Dearly Beloved by Yoko Shimomura. Right off the bat, what's the song doing for you, buddy? Oh, dude, I literally, first note I have is I sat on the menu and just listened to the music for a little while. One, because I wanted to see what you were talking about. And two, I wanted to also just take it in. Like I was yeah. like I don't I don't want to start the journey yet. I just want to just listen and just yeah. hear it out and <laughs> I found it I found myself and then I looked down at my phone and it was like 30 minutes later and I go ooh <laughs> I go just li- just listening to it. Yeah, I was like ooh too much time. I go <laughs> I was like I was like ooh yeah. okay, let's get started. But yeah, no, yeah. I loved it. It was uh kind of like a lo-fi and chill kind of kind of vibe, you know what I mean? You put it on and you know, it's just like a chill beat, you know, right es- on that main especially menu. Especially with uh, the fact you kind of get like ocean wave sounds in the background. Oh yeah, it's take kind of put me to sleep, dude. Put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll freaking play that for my baby at night, dude. <laughs> White noise. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. So another thing too, just kind of if you're sitting there on the main menu, mm-hmm. uh, if you're sitting there for long enough, there is actually a video that will start playing, and this video is basically. It basically acts as a preview of the game. Yeah. Um, and it it it's kind of accompanied with this orchestrated version of Simple and Clean yes. by Yutada Hikaru, who is the woman who has been writing all of the the music with lyrics. So all of the mainline Kingdom Hearts games have like theme songs with lyrics played in their openings and this one, simple and clean. This is this is just the orchestrated version of the uh, of the opening movie that we'll see in a little bit. But it starts off with a bunch of text, and I'm just gonna read all this text right here because it gives me chills every time that I see it Thinking of you wherever you are, 
we pray for our sorrows to end and hope that our hearts will blend. Now I will step forward and realize this wish. And who knows, starting a new journey may not be so hard. Or maybe it has already begun. There are many worlds, but they share the same sky. One sky, one destiny. Whew. Okay, so that's that's a that's a heater of a of a, <laughs> of a you know of a, of a piece of text that that we'll see later on. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of some foreshadowing spoiler for you. Yeah, pretty much everything else. It's kind of just a trailer for the game. You'll see a lot. You know, just Sora and Donald and Goofy, and all of these worlds kind of just running around. You'll see clips of cutscenes and stuff. There's nothing really special in that opening movie other than maybe just the song in the background and the text at the very beginning did you did you get a chance to watch that or no yeah i did i was um i i kind of caught a little bit of the preview and i was listening to that main menu music and then i kept just touching the joystick to just you know kind of chill <laughs> go, go back yeah yes. kind of chill on kind of chill on the main menu for a bit and then after a while i did watch it and i was like um actually i was a little confused because i thought i pressed x to play the game. Oh yeah. And I sat there for a little bit and it started playing the preview and I go, Oh cool. The opening cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I was like, it ended. I go, what happened? Um, yeah. I was like, Oh, maybe they're showing like a little preview. Of what's going to happen in the game. That's cool. That's a cool opening cutscene. <laughs> that's not what it yeah, was. This is so funny because that's that I think was my same experience on the PlayStation two. I just sat there and listened to dearly beloved for so long and every single time that the main menu would like start to play or it would go it would get close to start playing i would you know move the joystick around just so i could keep listening to the song yeah i loved it so much and then eventually i was like okay i guess i'll just wait for that thing to happen and yeah, same thing i thought about. it was the opening yeah yeah <laughs> so that's just the main menu and uh i guess just right off the bat too what difficulty are you playing this on uh normal just, normal, just straight okay. up, straight up normal. I didn't want to take go. the easy route because it said it gives me uh, like rare or legendary items. I go, that's not fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, and I don't know if I want to put myself because uh, it's not like there's a time constraint with uh, us recording these videos and stuff. Are the videos these podcasts? <laughs> podcasts. Um, but like, I was like, I don't want to be like Gavin. I'm still stuck in Traverse Town because I'm on the hardest difficulty and I don't know how to get out. <laughs> It's been 16 hours and I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went for normal just because I was like, I want to experience the story, but I'm not completely terrible at video games, so I think I can handle normal. Okay. Well, yeah, absolutely no shame here in picking normal. <laughs> I think that's everybody's, that's what everyone chooses for the most part, I think. Once you get into it, though, you'll eventually, you'll see that critical difficulty mode and it'll be I and you. And, yeah. Uh, I have no choice. I'll probably, I'll probably end up, I'll, I'll probably end up trying to go back and play it, play it on a on a harder difficulty once I uh, mastered the ways of the sword. <laughs> the sword, it's a sword technically. I guess so it's a key sword. Do you? I mean, technically, we could say it's a club because it doesn't have a blade part of it, and it's <laughs> yeah. just round, and you hit. And things. he uses, yeah, he uses the back of it <laughs> yeah. to hit people. Yeah, so technically, it's a key club, but yeah. we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so once you start the game, you are greeted with the opening movie with uh, yes. not the not the orchestrated version, but just the the bumping yeah. ass version. Doug, hell yeah. Listen to it twice. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, it's it is fantastic, man. Uh, Simple and clean by Yutada Hikaru, and in Japanese, the the song is just called Hikari, 
And um, I all I recommend going and checking out the Japanese version of the song too. Oh, I, really? I almost I almost think I prefer it to some degree. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a good track. I don't know that 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 remix version of Simple and Clean because like I when I was working at GameStop and Kingdom Hearts three was coming out. I don't know if you know you know maybe you do, but like or anybody else out there, um, they have GameStop TV that is oh, played yeah. on a loop all yep. day long so you know how how many times i've heard simple and clean during <laughs> the kingdom hearts 3 release so many times yeah, so i was exactly. ready i was ready for it and i was ready mm-hmm. like to hear and then all of a sudden it just like starts picking up some bass and some beats and i'm like what is this i go this yeah. is mm, this is dirty i go i like it <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> so before we go into kind of cracking open this this uh opening movie and really dissecting everything that is kind of going on um i think i i think it's it's important to say to all of the kingdom hearts games except for this game pretty much follow the same formula in their opening movie Uh, every other kingdom hearts game will have this opening that kind of plays a recap of everything that happened beforehand or kind of gives themes and just shows like brief little summaries of what you can expect in the current game. But this game doesn't really do either of those things. And a lot of people give the opening to Kingdom Hearts a bad rep, especially if they're not into the series, because of just kind of how weird this opening movie is. And there's actually some pretty good reasons for that, and I can kind of explain what's sort of happening here but that kind of also involves going back to 1999 whenever final fantasy 8 came out tetsuya nomura was not only just the character designer for final fantasy 8 but he also did the opening movie like he he directed the opening movie for final fantasy 8 and if anyone here is like familiar with final fantasy 8 you'll know kind of that opening is is very interesting because it shows the main character kind of outside battling somebody and he gets cut on his face really bad and he gets injured and meanwhile just like the words final fantasy 8 are just appearing all over the screen and then whenever the opening movie is over the game starts and it picks up immediately after where the opening movie ended so this opening movie was not necessarily like a preview of the game per se or showing off like many of its themes really cut scene (laughs) yeah it was it was essentially a cut scene because then the game picks up like directly after that and that's kind of what kingdom hearts one does here as well it opens up with sora saying this i've been having these weird thoughts lately like is any of this for real or not and then we kind of see Sora standing on the shore of Destiny Island. He sees Riku standing in the water. Riku holds out his hand and Sora runs out to him, but then he gets fucking demolished by a wave. Majestic. And then yeah, and then Sora pops up out of the water and he runs over to Kairi who's waving to him uh, over there from, from the shore. And they both look up and in shock, they see a bunch of shooting stars falling as well as Sora falling from the sky. And then, in a completely natural turn of events, Sora becomes the Sora falling from the sky. And as Kyrie's reaching out to him, he starts falling back into the into the sky. But it's also water. 
I thought and it was just Sor- a portal reference, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sora and then Sora falls into the ocean and he lands on a dark platform. And then Sora then takes a step forward and then the darkness below his feet transforms into like doves. And they fly away and they reveal the stained glass platform depicting Snow White, the seven dwarves, the forest animals, and the queen in her hag form, and Snow White is still asleep. And all these other characters are depicted as awake. And then that's kind of where the tutorial starts. But you... And then whenever this tutorial ends, Sora kind of wakes up. So not only is this dream sequence that you play, you know, a, a dream, but all of that opening movie was also a part of the same dream. That was just like the start of the dream. Hmm. And I think that's just kind of one thing that a lot of people don't quite notice i think a lot of people really try to read into all of the many themes that are shown off in in this opening movie but i think a lot of people don't totally realize that the opening movie is is literally the introduction to the game it's the start of the dream that sora is having i thought he was just dead oh i thought i I thought he just he drowned and this is just kind of like purgatory or something not really purgatory but like um like the Pokemon theory, like Ash catches in a coma, and this is oh. all of his dream or whatever it is. Yeah, that gotcha. was my immediate first thought: was did he actually drown when you know? Because he <laughs> closes his eyes when he goes back into the water, and he like closes his eyes, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in, you're into that uh, that weird dreamscape place. Yeah. So I guess other than other than all that, though, I think the opening movie is fucking cool as hell. Oh, it's <laughs> phenomenal. I yeah. For I mean. And I don't know this. This is this is purely ignorance. Was was it ever like I like I know it probably got some HD remix stuff, but was anything ever really changed, or was it like almost exactly the same except for like bumping up the graphics? Yeah, no, it got a little resolution bump, and that's about it. Yeah, that's uh. the fact that that's really all that I thought it was, and the, that's what you got when you yeah. got opened up on the PS2. That's that was absolutely beautiful. I'm not even gonna oh, lie. Yeah. That was absolutely, absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. They definitely, Square, over the many years has been, they've definitely been touted for like their their CG work. Anytime that they make like a film or their CG cutscenes uh, that are outside of the in-engine, like in-game engine cutscenes, like they pretty much always knock it out of the park. It's always pretty masterful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you could tell it was very much of a, a passion kind of, you know what I mean? There wasn't, it wasn't just drawing for a job i mean it could have someone that was doing it could have definitely done it that way but it seemed like there was a lot of care behind what was being shown for sure yeah yeah definitely so that's that's the opening movie like i think so far pretty pretty banger (laughs) it's pretty much a banger of a rep or a uh i guess just a presentation of what you're about to get Because it's crazy, and you're like, "What is? What the hell is happening?" And then, boom, you wake up, and you're just standing on this pedestal, and you hear a disembodied voice say, "So much to do, so little time. Take your time. Don't be afraid. The door is still shut. Now, step forward. Can you do it?" I said, then, "Don't tell me what to do." That's literally yeah. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you walk around for a little bit, and then you have these three pedestals kind of emerge from the ground. One has a sword. One has a shield, and the other one is a rod. And then the disembodied voice says, Power sleeps within you. If you give it form, it will give you strength. Choose well. 
So, what 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 did you what did you pick? <laughs> well, first, I just want to say I was upset when I saw the first thing pop up and it was a sword. I immediately was like, "That's not a keyblade." Yeah, I'm upset <laughs> about this. Why do I have just a Mickey Mouse sword that <laughs> looks like a, you could have got it at Disney? I'm upset yeah. about this. <laughs> um, but no, but I did pick the sword because uh, one, I figured that it had to do something with damage because you don't you don't make people make decisions like this that aren't going to have some kind of correlation with the gameplay at all. I mean, you could, but why would you do that? Yeah. So I picked the sword because I was like, maybe damage, and plus it said, you know, this is the power of destruction. I said, fuck yeah. Nice. <laughs> then you're given the option to discard either the shield or the rod. Which one did you decide to uh, give up? I got rid of the rod because oh. I also... So I also thought, too, when it said get rid of one, I didn't know if it was going to be like pick your starter where you don't get the third star. You don't get that third Pokemon. It just sits yeah. there forever. Sure. Or I was going to passively maybe get that other thing that I don't pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something. So I go, okay, I want defense. I don't really know if I want to shoot a lot of magic, so I'd rather be able to take a hit. So I yeah. got rid of the rod. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, so the description of the sword says, The power of the warrior, invincible courage, a sword of terrible destruction. The shield says, The power of the guardian, kindness to all friends, a shield to repel all. And then the rod says, The power of the mystic, inner strength, a staff of wonder and ruin. The benefits of of picking the sword, I'll just tell you now. You start off, one, I think... You can kind of infer this, but you'll start off with the highest uh, strength stat, and then Sora is actually able to learn different... Based Basically, whichever one you choose, there are abilities attached to defensive stuff, magic stuff, offense stuff. Basically, whichever one you choose, you'll get those abilities first. Okay. Uh, or at least sooner than you would with other ones. No matter which one you choose, you'll always get the same abilities you okay. there are no like differences in abilities that you obtain this just determines how long it takes you to get those abilities so with the sword you'll get scan the earliest you'll get scan at level nine and this is an ability that allows you to see the enemy's health bar oh. if you were to if yeah if you were to choose another one it would take you a little longer to get that ability so i i love having scan so you're not just fucking whacking away at a heartless only to be like when is this thing gonna die (laughs) and then picking the sword also grants sora a lot of attack based abilities early on earlier on that's you know like i just said if you had picked the shield sora starts off with the highest defense stat but he learns leaf bracer and second chance faster uh, than picking up any of the other ones. And those are abilities that you'll get those later on, but they are, they're good abilities to have uh, for just kind of staying alive, you know? Okay. Um, it also has the, if you pick that one, by the end of the game, you'll have the highest amount of item slots. And oh. then, yeah, and then with the staff, Sora starts off with the highest amount of MP and AP, you know, respectively magic points <laughs> and ability points. And then Sora gets earlier access to air, air combo abilities. Oh, I like the air combo stuff. I'm sad now. <laughs> no, you'll you'll get it all. I know, it's just but if you pick I like staff. The... <laughs> you'll get it really fast. I want it really fast. That's really fun. 
After making your choices, the glass shatters, and Sora falls down onto the second flat platform. And the second platform is shaded violet and depicts a sleeping Cinderella. Uh, the castle, one of the mice tur- uh, turned into horses, and the ch- uh, pumpkin chariot. And you see silhouettes of her and the prince dancing together and the glass slipper. And then you hear the disembodied voice come in and say, you've gained the power to fight. And then this is where we f- see our first like enemy design of the game. And these heartless are called shadows. How do you feel about these guys? Uh, they're little grunts and they, I don't like when they go into the ground and dodge my attacks. I hate it. I hate it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it, it upsets me. I like, I'm like, I was pretty, I was pretty confident, you know, like, yeah. uh, with the tart, with the lock on system. Cause I played yeah. games with them before. So I know how sure. to like quickly switch between, you know, enemies and lock on really fast. God, it is so annoying to kill momentum with one of them just goes bloop under the ground yep. and just gone. <laughs> and you're just like, why? Yep. And it'll stay underground for like five seconds and you're like, come the fuck on. Yeah, and it's like the last enemy just kind of dancing around. I'm just like, really? Like, we got to do this? But, you know, I think also <laughs> respect to them working kind of like how shadows work, you know? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> just Fair. like on, you know, on the ground, you can't attack them, but then they, you know, come back up. Anyways. Uh, so you, Wait, you, you kill can all punch these shadows? Guys. You can punch yeah, I mean, I can. <laughs> oh, wow, dude, you gotta show me that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> these shadows come up from the ground. You kill these guys. Um, oh, but before you do, the, the, the voice says, there will be times that you have to fight. Keep your light burning strong. And so then you kill these heartless. The platform turns into, uh, like, darkness, pretty much. And then yeah. Sora starts sinking into it. And then he somehow appears on a completely different platform. Uh, this third platform is shaded pink, and it depicts three princess silhouettes uh, representing three princesses, which I'm not going to get into right now. And Jeez. then a door, yeah, a door appears before Sora, uh, but before it's able to open, the game kind of teaches you how to interact with different kinds of items and stuff. You, you know, you there's a treasure chest at you and then the uh the fucking box and the barrel and all that (laughs) i fucking love the treasure chest scene i really do dude it reminded me of the just the spongebob like the to to open sesame (laughs) like just (laughs) oh where he just like taps on it yeah just tink tink (laughs) open sesame it just opens up i'm just like yes yeah so once this is completed, the door opens up and a bright light shines through it and Sora walks through the door and appears somewhere on Destiny Islands. Yes. And then the, dis- the disembodied voice says, hold on, the door won't open just yet. And then you see these three kids standing around you asking you different philosophical questions. Terrifying looking children. I'm yeah. just, I, I think we kind of kind of sped past it a little bit, but I mean, God, the graphics back then and them getting a little bit of a HD boost. Mm-hmm. My God, Sora and the children look a little terrifying in the face when they look right at me. Yeah, so <laughs> they kind of have these different models that they do every now and then in a cutscene. Sora will have a very animated face where you see his like mouth move around and you can kind of see his tongue move and his eyes like move yeah. in different directions. <laughs> like that's kind of that's kind of the more complex sort of facial animation kind of design that they do. Whenever they're not doing that though, 
I think it's so much worse. And they just have these blank stares, like, cardboard cutout faces, <laughs> yeah, and their eyes just like blink, just like in frames, and their and mouths just your like soul. flap open. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. no, freaked me, freaked me out a little bit. I was just like, "Stop smiling at me!" I go, "I don't appreciate your face." Yeah, I, I do think in the remaster, they, they actually were kind of touched up just, just a little bit, not enough to be like, "Wow, that's an entirely new model," because it still looks creepy. Yeah, for <laughs> but sure. But they are touched up just a tad. Oh yeah, I, I mean, it, like, and I don't, I'm not given any shade to the animation you know because they were working with what they were working with and back then i'm sure it wasn't it didn't look like that you know what i mean back on the ps2 oh yeah no it's just like oh these are just kids yeah (laughs) yeah and you get hd and like you know a big screen tv and you're just like woo. yeah games are photorealistic now (laughs) yeah (laughs) and just animated movies just look really really nice now anyways there are three kids uh there's two boys and a girl the young girl asks you What's most important to you? Do you remember what you said? Uh, yes, I went with the meme and said the power of friendship. Ah, uh, hell yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Some Yu-Gi-Oh so, up in this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get to the Yu-Gi-Oh portions of Kingdom Hearts later. Don't uh, don't tease me with that. I swear, <laughs> if there's no actual Yu-Gi-Oh potion, portions, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> so then the blonde boy, he asks, what are you afraid of? I responded with getting old, and that is a real-life fear that I have, for yeah, sure. Yeah, un- understandable, man. Uh, and then the boy who's holding the ball, he asks, what do you want out of life? I think I said to be strong, but I I want to say, too, I also took that in a different way. Because I'm sure in the context of the question, it meant, like, actual strength, maybe. I yeah. took it as in, like, not just actual strength, but, like, in life and a bunch of other things, too. Yeah. And that's how I took it, but I don't know if that's what it really meant. So these questions do have some significance, primarily in the gameplay and how you level up, essentially. Just kind of how you grow in the game. Okay. So if you remember, then there's, like, some text that pops up on the screen. And it tells you what time of day your your story, like your journey begins. Yeah. It either begins at dawn or it begins at midday or it midi- it begins at midnight. Do you remember which one it starts for you? Uh, mine was midday. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, so if it begins at dawn, then Sora will level up really like quickly from level 1 to 50, but he'll level up really slowly from level 51 to 99. If it begins at midday, like you had said... Then it's a consistent level up path the entire way from one to ninety nine. Okay, uh, so it's just consistent. And then if your journey begins at uh, midnight, then you level up really slowly from one to fifty, but from fifty one to ninety nine, you start to level up really fast. That's really cool. How that's how that kind of changes. You know how they implemented that. That's actually a really interesting mechanic to put into the yeah. game. I yeah, find that very fascinating, so. actually. Yeah. So, are you pleased with your choice? Are you happy to to just get the consistent one? Oh yeah, balance, balance, and just even keel is the best way to go. Yeah. 
Well, cool, cool, cool. So right after all those questions, you appear on a, a new platform again. Uh, this is the fourth platform, and it's shaded red, and it depicts a sleeping Aurora holding a rose surrounded by thorns and silhouettes of flora, fauna, and merryweather, and the silhouette uh, that Maleficent makes whenever she is vanishing into green fire. And then some Shadow Heartless appear, and then there's like a stained glass staircase that takes yeah. you up to that last platform. Um, just kind of up till now, what have you what have you been kind of thinking about with these you know these platforms? Uh, I tried to I tried to be like get my theory brain out. Um, <laughs> yeah, try to look real deep. Into yeah, it. tried to look real deep into the stained glass stuff. I think uh, the the Sleeping Beauty one was a little interesting. Was the only one that really stuck out to me that I could even maybe make some bullcrap theory about. Just kind of like the thorns or like the shadow kind of creeping in, kind of always being behind. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in that story. That that was really the only thing I kind of got from it. I was just like, okay, like store these in for, you know, store these uh, panels in for later because they'll probably be important. But I couldn't really think I could not come up with really anything, honestly. Well, to be fair, I mean, it, you know, it, not like you're really supposed to get it right now. You know, the game has just yeah. started. You've just kind of entered this dream and now you're just seeing Disney princesses just kind of on these stained glass platforms and you're killing shadows and you're answering philosophical questions. I don't really think you're you're supposed to understand it just yet, but I am glad that you are looking into that stuff. I think I think there will be an answer to kind of the significance of these platforms at least I, I, I would say by the end of this game uh, if you were to go back and look at that you'd be like oh that's that's kind of what they were doing okay I see yeah but for right now yeah just you know just in a, just in a dream <laughs> just in a dream I mean yeah I, I also kind of looked at you know which each princess was you know what I mean Snow White sleeping you know what I mean I was just like oh sure maybe their themes but I like I said I couldn't make a connection you know yeah so when it, once you once you go up to that last platform light shines down at, on top of you and text comes up on the screen that says the closer you get to the light the greater your shadow becomes but don't be afraid and don't forget you are the one who will open the door and then during all this Sora's shadow grows really long and it gets huge and it basically becomes this huge heartless. And later on, when you're looking in Jiminy's journal, you see that this heartless's name is is called Dark Side. So this is the Dark Side heartless, and it kind of resembles Sora to some degree, but it has this huge like heart shaped hole in its chest. And then a battle ensues. And yeah, what do you what did you think about kind of this introductory boss? Uh, I was like, okay, it, it's happening. But then I also, yeah. um, I don't know if hitting in, uh, vital areas could, uh, be a little beneficial, but I figured out I could climb up his arm and hit him mm -hmm. in the head. And that's all I did. And the fight was over rather quickly. And I was yeah. just like, I was like, I didn't know if I was supposed to be able to do that or figure that out, but I did on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool. I think with, with Darkseid, because you can attack both of his hands and you can attack his head, I think like all of them just whittle down his one health bar, but I think if you attack his head, I think I think it goes down slightly faster. I could be totally wrong, though. What, what do you think about 
dark side with like his design with like the the heart shaped hole. Oh, the hole stuff. in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was interesting. I was more I was more like uh, focused on the fact that it was like Sora for like what was that like two seconds? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just yeah. a shadow Sora, and I was just like, uh, you know, like. It was like, okay, is does that mean I'm like, is that the evil inside me? Is that the, you know what I mean? Like, am I yeah. the good? Am I the hero and the villain of the story? Like, mm-hmm. what? Why? You know, because it could have taken. It could have just been a shadow. It could have been just a blob of darkness that turned into, you know, that turned into this boss. But it specifically was Sora. And yeah, that's like what I it found had very like weird. the 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 long hair and stuff. And yeah, it was definitely had some Sora. kind of resemblance. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's that has to be important to some degree. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see. <laughs> so <laughs> dang it, I want to yeah. know. Yeah, no. So, anyways, you kill Darkseid, and then Sora wakes up and he blinks his eyes, and he is on the beach of Destiny Islands. Kyra berates him for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, relentless, you, man. You fucking idiot. Whatever she says, I don't know. Yeah, yeah for word for word, you yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so you just wake up from that whole experience, and you're trying to make sense of all of that. And then this is actually interesting. A shout out to the YouTuber, Regular Pat, for pointing this out, because I thought the same thing as him my entire life, like since I played this on the PS2. So... Sora's like, oh, this big black thing swallowed me up. Like, I couldn't breathe. And, and then he goes, ow. And then she says, Sora, you fucking idiot. Whatever she <laughs> says, I don't know. And then, but I've always thought that whenever Sora says, ow, I thought that was just him, like, having a reaction to, like, a migraine headache or something. I thought it was his heart. So, like, a panic attack or something. Yeah, because he just goes, Ow. Yeah. And you kind of hear this, like, sound. And I didn't know what it was, but if you look really, really closely, for, like, one or two frames, you see Kyrie's hand go down, and she just hits fucking Sora on the head. Oh, is that and, what that was? Yeah, and I and this is, this is new information to me. <laughs> <laughs> I did, because I've never been able to... I guess I just haven't been looking at it, but I've, I've never seen her hand come down. But on the you know this HD remaster, maybe it's in the original too. But you can see, like for like for like a frame or two frames, you see her hand come down. This is a tangent, but <laughs> I I definitely thought that he was just having like a headache or something, or like it was a mental owl. Yeah, know? I thought it was a panic attack. Like he was like, I was drowning, and I was like, and I was being swallowed. You know what I mean? Like he just yeah. started, his heart started <laughs> racing. He was just like, ah, like th- it hurts. It hurts to yeah. think about. Like I was like, oh, that makes sense. I go, I would be freaked out too. Nope, Sora, fucking Kyrie just hit, hit Sora, just right in the back of the head, <laughs> right, right in the head. You know, while he's right after he tries to make sense of what just happened, uh, Sora and Kyrie they talk a little bit about the other world that Kyrie is from. And Sora says that he wants to go see all the worlds out there. So it's kind of starting to imply, okay, Kyrie's not from 
this island, like like how Sora and Riku are. And Riku comes over, and he's carrying a log, and then he destroys Sora with the log, and he mentions getting back to, you know, building the raft. Mm-hmm. And and then the three friends, they share a friendly race, and then Kingdom Hearts appears. Fucking hate that race. Oh. I hate that race. Wait, the, the, the race in the cutscene, or the race where you actually race? Oh, no, I was talking about the actual uh, race. Yes. Well, oh no, the the race in the cutscene—that's fine. I had no control over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff to pick apart about that race that are that you can hate, like what? like like um, Kyrie's laugh <laughs> whenever she's running with them. It's pretty haunting. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, oh god, now I gotta go back and like and like re like, or maybe I'll just go see a supercut just to see yeah. like <laughs> just that 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 clip right there because I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. There's so much. So, There's so much information. Yeah. So they they go and they run off, and then the title Kingdom Hearts appears, and now the game is officially starting. And as soon as you kind of get control of Sora on Destiny Islands, you talk to Kyrie, mm-hmm. and she tells you to go grab some materials for the raft. Uh, it's two logs and one cloth and one rope. Yes. And no direction, no directional path whatsoever. Thankfully, it's not like a huge island, so it can be kind of annoying just running around being like, where the hell is it? But, you know, it's, you'll, you'll find it eventually. Yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah, eventually you'll figure out to climb inside of the treehouse to find the cloth. That didn't take me like 15 minutes to figure <laughs> yeah. out. No, that was fine. <laughs> just hanging on the wall. You have to, like, hug the wall in order to grab it. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Oh, d- dude, it was... Oh, man. It took a lot longer than I'd like to admit. Sure. I was like, I was like, where the hell is this cloth? Yeah. Because I found the rope. I found the rope completely fine. I walked up to the thing. I saw the rope. I go, oh, cool. And I just walked over and grabbed it. But the cloth took me, yeah. like, 15 extra minutes <laughs> to find. Yeah, I think that's... That's a. I think that's commonly the hardest <laughs> one to find for most people starting. Okay. Off. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel so bad yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, and this is also this is kind of what I was talking about too. As like, this game will kind of tell you what to go do, but not necessarily tell you how to do it. I, I wasn't even expecting an arrow. I was like maybe some green like like it's a highlighted or something. Yeah, like something something. Yeah. I was thinking something like that. No, nope. no, <laughs> it's just a log on the ground. Yeah, yeah. This is just base Kingdom Hearts playstation 2 bullcrap so <laughs> anyways as you're kind of continuing just kind of searching around the islands you see those same three kids who you saw in your dream uh do you know who these people are uh, no I, I i'm not gonna lie to you no, okay I don't. that's fine i just know they creep me yeah, out yeah you're you're not supposed to know who they are <laughs> because i know you've never played a final fantasy game but the boy the boy with the blonde hair he is uh-huh. the main character of final fantasy 10 and his name is Cloud. his name is Titus. Um, oh. I've I've <laughs> I've always pronounced his name as Titus, but I think in one of the games, like in the Dissidia games, they somebody says his name, and I think it's the first time that Square Enix got someone to voice his name, and they say his name is Titus. But it, no, it, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. What, no, that's wrong. It's, it's spelled T I D U S, <laughs> and I've always just pronounced that as Titus. So I'll call it Titus, but he doesn't really appear again. So, Mr. T. if that if that upsets you, don't worry. I won't say <laughs> Titus anymore. I guess, um, Mr. T. That's just that's <laughs> his name T. now. Then uh, the guy with the ball, he is also from Final Fantasy X, and his name is Waka. And <laughs> yeah. that's the best. <laughs> yeah, and actually, in Final Fantasy X, he's 
he has the same voice actor as uh, Bender from Futurama and uh, Jake from Adventure Time. Oh no way! That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. And then the, <laughs> does he have the ball in Final Fantasy? He does. does he have that yeah, ball? that ball is. Oh, he does. It's actually. I mean, <laughs> now we're talking about Final Fantasy X. That ball is basically the sports ball <laughs> of the main sport wow. of that game, <laughs> and he's like, him and Titus are both like big time players of that sport. So he just he's just kind of holding that ball and uh, oh, okay. uses that to attack okay. you if you decide to fight them later on. Um, but then the little girl. That is her name is Selfie, and she is one of the main characters of Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. Yeah. So you got two characters from Final Fantasy X, and then one from VIII. Like I've explained to you as well, like their their inclusion in the story is more so just fan service for people who know who they are. Yeah, kind of like a little nod to the people that play Final Fantasy. Yeah, like they have they have story significance. Like they'll relay information to you that's important to the lore of Kingdom Hearts. But for the most part, it's not like you need to know their stories in Final Fantasy to know, you know, what they're about. Yeah. So, anyways, they're just here on the island and they are all like children versions of their characters in their original games. Like they're not actually those. They're uh, not actually that okay. small in the original. Oh, okay. I thought they were. I thought they were children in that game <laughs> yeah. too. I'm not gonna lie to you. So these Final Fantasy characters, they they live on this island area. They live in the Destiny Islands with Sora, Riku, and Kairi. And I don't know if you get the chance right at this moment, but like I had said earlier, you get the chance to fight them all, and it kind of they, basically. The, oh, fight all of them? Yeah. You could fight oh, all yeah, of yeah, them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a... I thought you could only fight Riku. Yeah, so you can fight them all individually, and then you can fight them all at once, like, in a 3v1. What? Yeah. Why? Just uh, Why would you do get, that? Get some experience points, bro. <laughs> experience yeah. points? You mean you can level You can level up, of- yeah. I, I lost... <laughs> All three fights to Riku, so I don't oh. think a three v one would have went very well for me. <laughs> to be fair, I think Riku is the hardest of all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. You start beating the crap out of him, and he does like a you know, just gets back up on his feet, kicks, puts both feet in your face, <laughs> and just like, yep, yeah, there you go. There's half your health. Yeah, 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 yeah. So up on that little island, you got the option to go fight Riku, and really, those points they don't mean anything. It's not like by the end of the game, it's like. It shows your stats, and it's like, wow, you fucking loser. You you lost to Riku six <laughs> times, and Riku won the race. Yeah, man, you suck. It's not like that at all. I was so prepared for that to be a no, thing. No, no, no. Not- I was so prepared for that to be a this thing. Is, this is all pretty much just to emphasize friendly competition and childhood camaraderie just kind of on the island. But for the most... <laughs> childhood camaraderie. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. I mean... Beating the crap out of each yeah. other. Nothing like bringing children together. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. All of them, every single one of them are like, hmm, how to pass the time. Want to beat each other up? <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's kind of just that's, that's the first thing that you you get to do. You go bring all the all the materials back to Kyrie, and then you get a cutscene. And in this in this cutscene, they're all just kind of chilling. The sun's going down. They're they're sitting on the tree. They're all discussing about leaving the raft, uh, leaving the raft, and, mm-hmm. and going to other worlds and and seeing what else is out there. And Riku definitely seems to be like the most hell bent on leaving home. (laughs) 
also, just kind of as a side thing as well, I know I'd mentioned that Riku is older, like by a year, he's 15 and they're 14. Uh, but in Japanese culture, longer pants are typically seen as more uh, of the mature and older status, while shorts are seen more as the younger and immature group of people. And So what's Caprice? What's up? Uh, Caprice. What's... <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you just don't know what you want. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but I just kind of say that because Sora... In this game, he's wearing shorts, and uh, Riku is wearing pants. There's interesting. There's that. <laughs> I don't know how much significance that has there, but Sora Sora definitely seems to kind of be the younger brother. And I think in this early parts, even even though Riku's kind of being a bit of a jerk to Sora, like I think they I think they both really like each other a lot, and they like just hanging out and doing things together and fighting each other like it's just what they enjoy about each other but there's definitely that like older brother younger brother kind of relationship between them yeah and so as they all kind of start to leave this tree uh, Riku throws a paupu fruit to Sora and he starts kind of teasing him and he says if two people share one their destinies will become intertwined and they'll remain a part of each other's lives and no matter what and Sora's like, what? No! What do you mean? <laughs> and then they run away. And wait, do we do we ship? Do we sh- who do we ship in this? I'm just who curious. do you want to ship? I don't know because I feel like <gasps> oh boy, I, I, I didn't know. know we would be talking, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I mean, come we on. are so early. We are so early. It's so it's so out there though. In like the first like. 10 minutes it's like there's tension here somebody like somebody and i don't know who it is we'll though. we'll we'll talk about shipping later we'll, on. we'll get into it they're Aww. dash they're they're preteens dash they're they're 14 and it, it makes and it makes it okay because they're shipping preteens with preteens that, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways <laughs> let's uh open a whole can of worms yeah, we'll we'll we that's a discussion for another day anyways Different podcast. <laughs> Different podcast. So we <laughs> we then we kind of get this jump cut uh, in the cutscene to Disney Castle, and we see Donald kind of walking down the hall, and he's got his little getup on. You can kind of tell he's he's the court mage based on just kind of his wizard hat and all that. And he walks into the king's throne room, and he sees that the king is not in there. And then Pluto kind of peeks out behind the chair, and he hands Donald a note. And Donald just runs off screaming. And Goofy, who is kind of in his court night getup, he's just kind of sleeping in a field. (laughs) And then Donald, without even really trying that hard to wake him up, he just fucking gives him the electric chair. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, Goofy, Goofy, wake up. Oh, that's not working. Let me try this. (laughs) Uh, Thunder, yeah. (laughs) And so Goofy... um, (laughs) defying all laws of physics, uh, gets up and is like, hey, Donald, what's going on? And Donald tells Goofy that the king left this like really cryptic letter. And he's like, no one no one can really know about this. Like, this is just for, for me and you to know. And then you get that scene. Tell me what you think about this kind of, this whole cut scene of, of Disney. Uh, I was, I was all about it. I'm not going to lie. I was loving every second. The little of it. miniature door and that she, that he walks into. Love that. Literally one of my notes says, 
that is a door that is way too big. That is ridiculous. <laughs> and then he opens a smaller door. I go, and literally under it, I wrote, God damn it. <laughs> that door is comically large. That door is comically yeah. small. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he, uh, he walks over, gives Goofy the good old electric chair. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then he starts talking to uh, Minnie and Daisy behind him. He's like, no, like not them. Like I'm trying to talk, you know, he's like, I'm trying to tell you what's going on. He turns around and my next fucking thought was Minnie's head is huge. That <laughs> yeah. That is like comically large. Why did they make her head so big? Yeah, yeah big, big old head. <laughs> big old but head. But that's kind of, that. that's where it sort of ends as far as that scene goes. Uh, then we get a jump back to, to day two of Destiny Island. You hop off the raft. Uh, Kyrie's no longer in front of that little door anymore. And you can walk through and go to a completely new area of Destiny Islands. And Riku yes. is chilling. And no, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, let me tell yeah, you. tell me about this. Let me tell you. I could not find him for like 20 minutes. Really? There was something about when I first walked through the door, the camera didn't like... It was cut off. Yeah, you, you know just went I mean? straight. You didn't like look around first. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I just went straight. So I didn't know he was right there until <laughs> like I was walking all over this goddamn island, like trying to figure out where they're like, "Where's Riku? Yeah. You got to get him to even progress to yeah. what we're doing <laughs> yeah. today." And I'm like, "I don't know where he is. I don't know." And then I turn around because I was like, ah, "I'm gonna get this chest that's uh, to the left." You know, when you jump over the little, uh, yeah, the little platforms. Yep. I was like, "I'm gonna grab that chest." And as I'm pushing or I'm holding the thing, and I kind of turn, I see Riku in the corner over there, and I go, "You gotta be yeah. kidding me!" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, I was searching for you for so long." <laughs> so, so y'all go and you, you talk to Riku, and uh, then the race kind of uh is about to ensue uh, and they're kind of talking about it and Sora's like oh well Riku initially says like if if I win like I want to name the ship High Wind and if Sora wins you get the option to name the ship but you but the default name is Excalibur what yes. did you rename it or did you just leave it as Excalibur I did rename oh, it oh yeah hit me with it the US tugboat okay <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that popped in my head. The US it tugboat. was the U.S. tugboat. That's what it was. Cool. So this is actually. I know you've gotten to the part where you get to the gummy ship, but whatever name you choose is the name of your gummy ship. Oh, really? Yeah. That's amazing. So now you're flying around in the U.S. tugboat. I'm so happy. <laughs> I could die happy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. um Sora, then after you rename it, Sora adds that if he wins, uh, he gets to be the captain of the ship. But if you win, and then Riku interrupts, and then he says, I get to share the Paupu fruit with Kairi. And then Sora's like, This is oh! why I talked about the shipping thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, no, that's, how about that? That's that's the deal. Whoever is the winner, you know, gets to share the Paupu with Kairi. And Kairi has no say. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie doesn't get to put her input in this. No, she, um, get, she gets a chance. She just walks over and goes, I'll ref. That's all she says. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, guys, come on, let's go, let's race. Yeah. <laughs> so then, it. yeah, you count down, and this is where the game teaches you about platforming. And I think it's very interesting that the game teaches you how to platform while you are in the middle of a fucking race. 
Like you don't really have time to try to get these controls down, you know? Oh my God. And so how many times did you, did you uh, race Riku before you restarted your save file? <laughs> uh, so five, uh, two of them oh were just to prove I was better than him. Yeah. Um, but I just want to say, if you've ever played a remaster that where they don't touch the game at all and they just leave it how it is, like Crash Bandicoot, like when they remade that game, uh-huh. PS2 platforming is so slippery. Oh, yeah. It is so slippery. And the amount of rage that I had, because I just know that it's not my fault that the fact that I'm pressing go and jump like almost instantaneously and it just walks off the ledge yeah upsets me to no end (laughs) yeah and then there's whenever you climb up that ladder to take the zip line if you jump up just straight up Mm -hmm. Sora will grab onto it but if you move the analog stick in any direction he just he just let go he lets go and he just jumps off in whatever direction you're pointing the, the joystick and I think that's the worst. That was the worst. Took design. me to the third race to figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I I had it down to a speed, like a speed runner strat at that point. Like, yeah, I would as soon as he said go, I would let Riku kind of get in front of me a little bit, let him take off that first platform. Yeah, I let him jump. Eat the shit. Yeah, I let him. I let him fall. I jump. I jump. I could make the jump from the platform to the ladder. And, like, would jump onto that, climb up the ladder, and then go down the zipline. I was yeah. so determined to make sure I won at least more than once. I remember I was so pissed off at Riku just during that whole portion. Because I think at, at some point in the race, um, if you're if you're paying attention to Riku, Riku always at, at some point just stops and starts walking. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you pretentious you motherfucker. You piece of shit. <laughs> What are you doing, bro? I, like, I wanted to just kick him in his fucking mouth, dude. I was like, get get out of here, dude. Anyways. No, so. I completely I completely understand that. And like 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 it was it felt like cheating almost. Like you knew the platform was gonna fall, and if he was close enough to you when you were walking up to that point, he like slowed down. So you could not make that jump no matter how early you timed it, and it ticked me off to no end. So you have this race, and you, there's no way that you can you can let this man share the pow poo with Kyrie, because uh, because in my head I'm like fucking that's for Sora and Kyrie, bro. So <laughs> oh, that's the ship. Okay, I see yeah. how it is for for me at least. I don't know, <laughs> but oh, anyways. Um, so there's the there's that race portion, and then I think you know whether or not you win or you lose it doesn't really matter i think you get to change the name of your ship at any time like later on anyways again <laughs> uh childhood camaraderie after all of that you go and you talk to Kyrie, and she basically is like hey i got more shit for you to go get and she says you got to go get one seagull egg three mushrooms two coconuts three fish and you got to go fill up this uh bottle with fresh drinking water yes so. Yeah, you got to go do all that. And I accidentally collected some of those before I even talked to her. Yeah, no, that's good. That just that only just makes it easier. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just saw the egg and I was just like, "What's that?" I go, "Maybe that's like a thing." And yeah. I collected it and said, "You got a seagull egg." I go, "Cool, what's that for?" <laughs> yeah. 
And so whenever you're out there and you're going, you're looking for the mushrooms, one of the mushrooms is over there in a little cave called the secret place or secret cave, uh, whatever they call it. And whenever you go and you pick up the mushroom, we get a little cutscene. And it opens up with Sora kind of having this memory of him and Kyrie drawing each other uh, on the wall with so little cute. rocks. And they're both kind of holding stars in their hands, which I like to <laughs> just, I think I think that's the Paupu fruit. Um, and they're both like oh, sharing it with was? each other. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so I didn't know that's he, what it was. Yeah, he has this little memory of, of them doing that. And then he kind of gets down there and he finishes drawing the Paupu fruit. I think he's getting a little jealous of Riku and he really wants to share the Paupu fruit with Kyrie. <laughs> And then hmm. somebody is standing behind him. Yeah. He's wearing a brown robe. And he says, I've come to see the door to this world. This world has been connected, tied to the darkness, soon to be completely eclipsed. You do not yet know what lies beyond the door. There's so very much to learn. You understand so little. And Sora is understandably freaked out. He's frustrated. And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get out and learn what's out there. <laughs> and then the Sackman says, Sackman, a meaningless effort. One who knows nothing can understand nothing. And then Sora kind of looks over at that door that's just chilling there in the cave. And then when he looks back, the Sackman disappeared. So what do you think about this whole scene? Uh, my first thought was Sephiroth. I think that's how you say his name, right? The guy, with the, the guy with the long hair. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why. <laughs> what is that? How you no, say his name? No. Yeah, that, that's his name. I oh, just, okay. <clears throat> because I know who Sephiroth is. Yeah. That would just be so fucking funny if that was. <clears throat> I I don't. If, if that was Sephiroth. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have a lot. I didn't have a lot to go off of, right? Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I'm like, I know Final Fantasy characters are in this, and I go, I go, yes, it could be a Disney character that is doing this. I go, but I feel like it's probably a Final Fantasy character. That's what my thought process was. And I'll I'm just like, say, I'll just say, this is an original character. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I was <laughs> way be, off. That would be um, Buck Wild if that was Sephiroth. I mean, Sephiroth is kind of like, you know, pretentious and a dick, so it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, yeah, no, I, yeah, that's what I thought. I, that's what I thought. I thought it was Sephiroth, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> you know? You know, his classic outfit, his his nighttime robe well, that he wears. Well, no, they were trying to conceal his identity for later. Oh, the big Obviously, reveal that Sephiroth yeah. was behind everything. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> This is hilarious. I'm, like, I'm not like, I'm not berating you. I, it just in my mind, that is the funniest like <laughs> alternate universe of Kingdom Hearts. Um, you know, it's it's yeah. it, it's Jiminy Cricket. That's that's who's under the cloth. Oh under shit! There. It's Jiminy. That's why you can't see his face because he's so small. Yeah, he just uses like he uses Pinocchio to con- <laughs> to yeah. use the cloth. <laughs> so. Right after this cutscene plays, you kind of have the option, and I think you can walk in here. Basically, if you're exploring this little cave, you can look at the walls, and you see there's lots of, you know, yes. chalk graffiti all over the place. Yes. Uh, but if you are looking closely, um, there's a lot of foreshadowing of 
the Kingdom Hearts games in yes. in these drawings, and there's Easter eggs, and there's chocobos from the Final Fantasy series. It's it's a room full of Easter eggs. Yeah, that's what I saw. I was like, my first thought was how like I know we know that they know about different worlds, mm-hmm. um, but like do do they know that Mickey's Castle is like a thing? Uh, no. So like that's where I was like, how do they how did they draw Basically, that on a wall? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's it's kind of like I don't know. It's not like that's a, that's not really explained. This is just I think a room for the developers to kind of say, oh, like look at these like these kids are yeah. just drawing just random kid stuff, and yeah, some of that stuff is like Disney Castle and like Donald Duck and shit. Um, yeah, I was just like, wait, what? How? Yeah. You but know? it's all it's all just referential. It's not it's it has nothing to do with like their knowledge. I don't think. Um, yeah, I think I think the only reason that they know that there are other worlds out there is because it's because Kyrie seems to be from a different world, and based on their conversations, that's kind of their whole mo is figure out where Kyrie's from and go explore all the other worlds out there. And but other than that, I don't think they know any details about any other kinds of worlds. Is he has he traveled to pl- other places besides just his world and the island? Because the way he talks, it makes it sound like he's been to Sora. You, no, Kyrie, uh, not Kyrie, Riku. Riku. It sounds it, the way he talked. It made it sound like you know. Obviously, he was like, "There's other worlds out there and stuff," but it sounds mm-hmm. like he's gone at least to one other place before he came to the island. I think Riku just kind of has this this sort of. Um, coming of age kind of i don't know like in a little bit sora and kairi have this conversation with each other and they're kind of talking about how riku has sort of changed they're like ever since ever since you came to the island kairi you know and so i think i think i think he just wants an escape i think riku really just wants to leave and he just wants to go exploring and um like I said, I think he like whenever they're talking earlier, he seems definitely to be more hell bent on getting out there and finding the other worlds. Um, yeah, but I don't. I I wouldn't say he's like been to other worlds. Okay, I was just curious if he's like maybe you know just figured out how you know he can leave. He just kind of chose not to. He was like, "This is a safe space. I'm just gonna <laughs> stay here." Nope, but they do all agree collectively that uh, interspace travel is done via raft and yes. like three coconuts and one bottle of water. <laughs> I mean, how else do you how else do you yeah. get up into the sky? I mean, yeah. <laughs> get a sail and some really strong wind. Hell yeah. <laughs> so anyways, before that scene, though, where they're talking about Riku changing, you grab the mushroom, you leave the secret cave, and... You go and you hand everything back over to Kyrie, and whenever you get over there, Kyrie is like right in the middle of making a necklace, and she mm-hmm. explains it's made out of Thalassa shells, and Thalassa is just the Greek word for the word sea, so she's basically just making this necklace out of seashells, but she mentioned she mentions how sailors used them as good luck charms to help guide them back home and that they'll never be separated if they're all holding one. And yeah, that's, that's actually true to 
uh, like Viking mythology and stuff. So Ooh. very, very cool little details there. I mean, it's not like she really goes into too much detail about it, but just uh, some, some did you know kind of stuff, some trivia. Yeah, um, for sure. That's cool, though. I like yeah. that. And so the day ends. Sora and Kairi are sitting on the dock together. They talk about how Riku's changed since they actually have started trying to leave the island. And then she tells Sora to never change. Uh, but she also does this weird thing where she's like, Sora, me and you, just me and you, together, let's go. Let's leave the island, just me and you. And Sora's yeah. like, wait, what? And she's like, ha, 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 fuck you. <laughs> so, I don't know. That, I mean, I, I didn't think of it like that, but yeah, no. Because <laughs> she, she immediately like shoots him down because he's like, wait, really? And she's like, no. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of weird because like when I first met those characters – I literally thought, even though they don't look that similar, but I thought that Sora and I'm blanking on the name for some Kyrie? reason. Yeah, Kyrie were siblings more than they were actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I yeah. kind of. That's how I kind of got it at first. So when he was like, "Oh, you, you know, you can sh- share the fruit," you know, with Kyrie, I was just like, I was like, okay, I didn't think anything of it until... <laughs> but Riku, that's my sister. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, oh, that's cute. You know, like, siblings stay together forever kind of thing. You know, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Did not think of that. And then she was like, oh, let's leave. And I was just like, I was like, that would make sense. You know, and then yeah. I, then I got like, then I just started thinking about it. I go, no, they're not siblings. They're... Yeah, no, they're, not, they're, they're, not they're all just homies. They're all, they're all childhood friends. And they all just want to leave this island and, and yeah. go, you know go exploring and all this stuff but they hate the yeah, cul-de-sac yeah they're they're just kind of talking about all that good stuff and then she says to never change and then we get we get back over there to mickey's castle um and so we get mickey's letter and so this is what this is what the letter says should i do it in mickey's voice i would love that okay i would i would i would love that actually all right hold on i, I can it. add a few he in there if you really want some <laughs> But he, but Donald, but he doesn't. He anyways. <clears throat> so he goes. He goes. Hold on, Donald. Sorry to rush off without saying goodbye, but there's trouble brewing. <laughs> Not sure why, but the stars have been blinking out one by one, and that means disaster can't be far behind. I hate to leave you all, but I've got to check into it. There's someone with a key, the key to our survival. So I need you and Goofy. To go find him and stick with him. Got it? Good. We need <laughs> We need that key or we're doomed. So go to Travers Town and find Leon. He'll point you in the right direction. PS. Would you apologize to Minnie for me? Thanks, pal. Signed, Mickey. So that's That was you know. amazing. Yeah, th- <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, so he explains stars are blinking out. Worlds are you just you know ending (laughs) and he's like i gotta go i gotta go figure out what the fuck's going on and and then donald and goofy they basically assure to queen minnie uh that they'll go find this so-called key and they'll bring mickey back home and then minnie and daisy send him off with jiminy cricket and he's just kind of hopping on the hopping on the table and then as they're as they're kind of on their way out jiminy explains that his world had disappeared as well whenever or and, and he was separated from his crew of people 
And then they talk about how they should not try to meddle in other worlds because that could destroy the world order. And then Chip and Dale, they set them up in the gummy ship. And those Disney boys set off to find the king and, and the key. So I had a I had two laughing reactions to one seeing the gummy ship and seeing all the polygons. I yeah. laughed a little bit. I was like, that's hilarious. Yep. And then two when he said when he said blast off and then it just dropped. Yeah. I laughed way too hard at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some some classic Disney humor. Oh yeah, for sure. I was like I was like that's that's classic cartoon humor right there. <laughs> so then yeah, they they kind of the world kind of shits them out and then they go off in the gummy ship to go find the king and this key. And so then we go back to Destiny Islands real fast and Sora's just kind of in his bedroom and then he notices that on the island there's a storm. And so then he goes to check it out. And then we get the camera kind of going around his room and then in my notes i just i just wrote sora has a mom yeah i was about to say i was like you gonna skip over that i go who called him this is i guess it's his mom no no what are we are we like because what'd she say like sora time for dinner sora sora okay whatever but so so you're saying that all these kids came from different places to this thing, and Sora's the only one that brought his mom. Brought his mom? What do you mean? How did they end up on the island? You said they're from different I think worlds. That's just, that's just where they're from. Ky- Kyrie seems to be the only one who just kind of appeared there one day. Okay. Yeah, Sora and Riku are like childhood best friends who grew. This is all we're getting into stuff that's kind of explained a bit later on in the series. But I guess for now, like they they want to know about other worlds. Like Sora and Riku want to know about other worlds because from their perspective, Kyrie just came to the island one day, and she doesn't really remember anything about her original home. But then they grew up together after that. And so uh, they all kind of just live there on the island. And so it kind of does this thing where like Sora's in his room, but then the Destiny Islands where we play this whole tutorial level is a separate island. So there's kind of like a mainland. Think of it kind of like Hawaii, I guess. Um, <laughs> these are our island boys. Oh, and, Jesus Christ. And um, yeah, I guess Sora, Sora has a mom. And then even whenever you get over there, so Sora, Sora hops onto the shore of Destiny Islands, and there's all these Heartless just kind of taking over the place, but you can't attack any of them because you just have a fucking a wooden sword. And then you see Riku standing up where you fought him the first time, like, near the tree, and he's talking about, like, you know, he's like, the door is open, like, this is our chance to leave the island. And then Sora even says, like, what about our parents? And Sora's like, we don't need parents where we're going, or whatever the fuck he says. And... I didn't catch that, but okay. I did not catch that. Other than Sora's mom being like, Sora, time for dinner. Then they have a a very brief conversation about like, what about our parents? And then he's like, we may never see them again, but that's just, you know, hey, if if this is what we want, if we want to leave and get off this island, like now is our chance. Like we're probably never going to see our parents again, but guess what? That's fucking, that's just the way it's going to have to be. And I just think that's so crazy because even still now, with all of these games out, this is this is the only mention of their parents. <laughs> and they've never gone back either, I'm assuming. So this like, is ju- this is just the only time that we've heard anything about p- 
parents in the Kingdom Hearts universe. That's just crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, like how I was saying with the development stuff of this game, there are lots of things about this game that they put here because they just they did they weren't sure if a sequel was going to come out. So there are yeah. some things that kind of appear. There are some things that are said that kind of get a little bit retconned later on. Uh, some things are a little bit iffy, and there's even some stuff in Traverse Town, like in a lot of the expedition exposition dumps. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I I don't want to like put too much light on it because I don't want you to think about it too much. But there's just some stuff here and there that's said where it's like that that actually is not that way anymore since this game has come out. You know, blah blah blah. So. Hmm. Anyways, one of these they, things. No parents. Dead yeah. parents. No yeah. longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Riku's like, come on, dude. Like, take my hand. Like, we, like, like, this is it. Like, we're actually able to leave now. But it's clearly a terrifying situation. And there's just darkness everywhere. But then so Riku's like, I'm not afraid of the darkness. Like, this is, this is going to get us off this island. Like, come on. Like, take my hand. Like, come with me. Like, we can get off this island. I got such and, evil person vibes from him. Doing yeah, that. like I was like, I was like, that doesn't seem like a heroic thing. Like, like he's like, I mean, obviously he's not the main character, but like, I was like, you seem like that's like evil almost. Like that seems like I'm not scared of the darkness. I want it to envelop me. Like I want it to take <laughs> yeah. over. I'm just like, no, thank you. Yeah, definitely, definitely some baddie vibes uh, right here, and so, and then Sora is actually he's kind of like okay and like he's like reaching out for riku and then the darkness just kind of keeps on envelop- enveloping the both of them mm-hmm. and then right as the darkness basically swallows them uh riku is gone but sora stays and a flash of light appears and then he's holding the keyblade and then a few times on the screen we get like these words you know keyblade keyblade and and then you can start killing heartless you don't really know where riku went but he was there one second, and then he was gone. Dude, my first thought was, did he turn into the Keyblade? <laughs> <laughs> did he turn into the Keyblade? Hey, we're dealing with dark, dark shadow magic. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I see a flash, and then there's a Keyblade in my hand. I'm like... Yeah, dude. It's like uh, it's like Nightblood from Warbreaker. And Riku yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Riku yeah, yeah. is just, the Keyblade now. He just turns into the Keyblade. But I also... Yeah. I had a thought about, like... Was the darkness struggling with Sora because Sora's too pure? And that's why he was kind of like... It was kind of like this fight and then Riku still... Because, you know, they mentioned having darkness in your heart is what attracts the heartless to you and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, was that why it was such a struggle for Sora when he was trying to reach out his hand? And Riku looked like he was... I mean, he wasn't reaching out, but he wasn't struggling either. Sure. You know what I mean? I was like, I just kind of read into that. (laughs) But hey, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we will see. We'll, nah, we'll nah, see nah, what nah, the nah. deal is with Sora's light and all that. Um, so yeah, the light flashes. Sora's holding the Keyblade, um, and then whenever you run over there to the secret place, there's just like that huge door that you saw in your dream, just kind of standing in front of the secret place. And whenever you walk inside, you run through the little tunnel. And then you see Kyrie is standing there, and she kind of like is very zombified. Like she seems like she's like about to like fall over, like she's possessed or something. Yeah. And she says Sora, like she just says his name. And then the door behind her flings open, and darkness is just spilling out of it. 
and Kyrie just goes flying like through Sora's body and like she doesn't like come out the other side she just like vanishes yeah and and then Sora is then thrown out and he kind of lands on this big chunk of island and here we have our second battle with dark side yes so I, I guess up the first one. yeah up up to this up to this point before we start start ugh, start fighting uh, dark side what do you other than oh dang Riku Riku definitely seems like the big evil <laughs> yeah uh, what else are you thinking just kind of like the, that whole scene with Kyrie uh I was like I was like this shit's going down <laughs> I was like yeah. I was I was like shit's going down and it's getting I feel like I was gonna get thrown right into the right into the wolves you know what I mean like it was gonna be no holding hands like here you go yeah like time to play the game you know yeah. what I mean no more Kingdom tutorial Hearts time yeah. yeah exactly and it was just interesting to see like kind of the door was open and what I thought was gonna be like a light scenario you know what I mean like light was gonna be coming through and everything it was totally not what I thought was gonna actually happen yeah it almost seems like a very evil door <laughs> yeah it was it, I don't know I, I I can't really I can't speculate too much because I don't have enough information to yeah start making cohesive thoughts all I thought was you know it's going down why is the door not giving light? I thought it would have been a good door, not a bad door. And why is Riku a Keyblade? <laughs> <laughs> so after defeating Darkseid, Sora is sucked up into that big ball of darkness that's just kind of hovering over Destiny Islands. And then the whole world, like Destiny Islands, just gets completely destroyed. I mean, I guess that makes sense why his parents never came back. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're fucking dead. <laughs> they're fucking decimated. <laughs> yeah. I guess before we we hop into Traverse Town, what do you think of Destiny Islands? I just want to know just kind of that whole tutorial section of just being on there, hanging out with your buddies, you know, learning how to kind of function in the game. What do you think about uh, like just Destiny Islands? It it it's definitely first world, you know, opening up a video game, kind of getting your bearings. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's like going to play you know jack and dexter and you jump into the first island it's not there's not a whole lot to do but there there's enough there that it gives you a good grasp on what you're supposed to be doing and where the story is going to potentially go whether that's collecting stuff exploring your environment too um yeah it's like a tutorial stage yeah definitely to look in the cracks and crevices you know what i mean like check up high check down low you know open up this box throw it Mm -hmm. oh don't destroy that box you idiot you could (laughs) have used that to get up higher you know why'd you just that's what it really felt like to me and i thought it was you know it, it was good for what it needed to be yeah and i and i think personally for me too i just see destiny islands nowadays and i just think hell yeah kingdom hearts one like takes that takes me back you know it's kind of this very nostalgic and very i don't know it's very iconic whenever anyone discusses destiny islands or i see like photos on the internet or something of destiny islands i'm like hell yeah kingdom hearts one baby like (laughs) i miss that yeah i mean i will i wish there was a little bit more to do you know what i mean i wanted a little bit more to definitely explore but like i said it did what it was supposed to do sure yeah wasn't too much wasn't too little so now we are in trevor's town
we kind of get this little scene where Donald, Goofy, and Pluto are kind of walking around Tra- Traverse Town, and then Goofy goes, "Look, a star's going out." <laughs> and then one of the one of the stars just kind of blinks away. They walk off, and Sora is just chilling in one of the alleyways, and he wakes up from Pluto just fucking being a jumping dick. on him. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote down Pluto's a dick. That's, that's all I said. I, for some reason, like he starts running after Pluto because I guess he's gonna ask Pluto questions. The dog. He did. He did. He goes, "Do you know where we are?" He's like, <laughs> "Like Pluto's gonna sit there and be like, yep, I know. Let me tell you all about it.'" So, so yeah. So he goes off, and then he's like, "Wow, whoa, this is another world. Like this place is definitely not my island." And so you're kind of walking around, and already, um, how do you, how do you like the music in this in this place? Not not as good as like the opening and like the menu to me. That's okay. me personally. Yeah, wasn't what bad. About, like, could could you compare it to like Destiny Islands? I guess I never asked you. What do you think about just kind of the Destiny Islands theme song? Chill vibes. That's yeah. that's all I kind of got for yeah. Just, Island you know, boy vibes, bro. Jesus Christ. But no, I mean, like, I I guess I don't, I try to pay attention to the ambient music, but at the same time, too, Destiny Island was a lot easier to pay attention to, because there wasn't much going on. There was just so much going on at Traverse Town that I didn't really get to really sit there and take it in. You know what I mean? I kind of heard it, and I was just like, okay, cool, but, like, what am I supposed to do next? You know, that was my first thought. So I didn't really get to enjoy it as much as... The intro, Destiny Island, and, like, the main menu. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're walking around Travers Town, <clears throat> and then whenever you kind of leave into that first area, uh, the first thing that Sora sees is somebody's just running, and then they fall over, and he just fucking dies. dies <laughs> and his heart flies away from him, and it kind of gets, like, infused with darkness and it becomes a a new kind of heartless that we see that's like wearing armor and stuff welcome Um, to nyc baby (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) that's kind of weird i mean i yeah (laughs) i just think it's funny because one i they couldn't the playstation 2 couldn't really put a whole lot of stuff on the screen or at least they weren't really trying to do that much with this first game like they didn't want to overload everything so he's from from what Sora is seeing and and kind of what the camera is showing. We don't really see him running away from Heartless. He's just kind of he just kind of falls over and dies. Oh really? The, <laughs> so then, in the PS2 he just dies, and you're just like, well, that happened. Yeah, I mean it can be inferred <laughs> that he's like being chased down by Heartless, and the Heartless kill him, or they like take him over or whatever, and his heart flies out of him, and it becomes a Heartless. But whenever you just look at it from the technical standpoint, like Sora just walks through that door, and the first thing he sees is a guy just like he trips and then he just dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like, oh, okay, this is what's happening in this place. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I was like, okay. But uh, yeah, so now as Sora's kind of walking around <laughs> Destiny Islands, I wrote in my notes, or not Destiny Islands, Traverse Town. I wrote in my notes. Sora, Donald, and Goofy, Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. The the constant w- walking through different doors and... I mean, Just missing each other. Thank God that that was there because I wouldn't have known where I was going if that didn't happen. Yeah, like, I it's walked kind of your guide. Door. 
It's kind of yeah. your guide and like, yeah, you're going the right direction. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's terrifying when it stops happening and you yeah. don't. You're like, am I lost? Did I not yeah. go through the right door? Yeah. So just uh, some kind of some notable things about Traverse Town to kind of point out. Um, there's the Gizmo Shop that you can walk in through, but whenever you're looking at the Gizmo Shop from the mm-hmm. outside, it definitely looks like a church. You know. Yeah, like, giant like bell a, at the top. Yeah, like that big like catholic style like long stained glass windows and stuff you got the bell on the top um but it's like it's the gizmo shop mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah i i, I don't <laughs> I, don't I, I didn't know what to make of it and i was like but there's actually i mean maybe later on there's something to buy from there or something i don't know but i was just like okay there's just this floor there's nothing in here yeah okay so, <laughs> so it's it's kind of just thrown in there to be like an uh, like a wacky little level in Traverse Town. At least that's kind of how I take it. But I think also just when I'm talking about the outside design of this place, I think it's I think it's very interesting to point out that it kind of looks like a church because uh, Traverse Town acts as a hub world for the first Kingdom Hearts game, right? Mm-hmm. And Square has had this history with Final Fantasy video games and in those earlier Final Fantasy games and all the, you know, the the 10 games that came out before uh, before Kingdom Hearts, pretty much every town that you would go into, there would be the shop, there would, you know, there'd be the item shop, the equipment shop. Uh there would be a church that you could walk into and resurrect a character if they were dead or you can go in there and buy like healing items or something like that i i I think they really just kind of designed it this way to for one to kind of make it feel more like a like a town village type area but also i i can't help but think maybe it's it's another one of those uh I don't know. It's kind of just a nod to like, yeah, you're playing kind of a Final Fantasy game. Like, this is our hub world. Yeah, there's a church here. Even if you can't really use it like it's a church in the other Final Fantasy games, it's there's something here that looks like it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm looking too deep into that. I but... just thought it was like, you know, like Quasimodo, like Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, gotcha. Notre Dame. Yeah. That's what I that's what I thought because I did pick up the church thing. I go, oh, it looks like a church, and then. Um, I mean, later on when, you know, you get to the the three bells in that courtyard. Yeah. And it says something about ringing the bell up top, or if you look up top of, uh, of the shop, there's a giant bell. And I go, was that a reference to, you know, the Hunchback of Notre Dame? I go, you know, or I don't know what it was, because I haven't figured yeah. it out, but. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so Sora, Donald, and Goofy, they, they Scooby-Doo a little bit, and um, there's like a hotel that you can walk in through. Um, you just kind of walk down a hallway. There's like a bell that you can ring and like a little, <laughs> if you ring the bell enough times, there's like a little guy who moves the curtain and he's like, get the fuck out of here. I can't remember what he says. Like he just says, oh, wait, some, like, really weird cryptic shit. Yeah. He says some, he says something kind of weird. I think you get like an item or something. If you ring the bell enough times, I don't know. Oh, I gotta <laughs> go back and do that then. Cause I only did it once and they're like, eh, it seems like it's just a, a picture of a bell. I'm like, or whatever. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Like, a okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but then also, uh, Traverse Town has become incredibly uh, progressive as it is housing dogs. Dogs now have their own condo, uh, <laughs> Pongo and Perdita from 101 oh, Dalmatians. Yes. They are they're basically just living here inside of this condo by themselves. And you get like a little 
hey, here's here's the here's why this is here. It basically says there were the 99 puppies other than these two. They got lost in the midst of their world's destruction, and now Sora can collect them out on his journeys. Wasn't their layout the same as the one in the movie, though? I think yeah, condo? I think it, yeah, I think it it definitely resembles like their mansion or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're living there and they're very sad and all alone because all 99 all 99 of their children are just gone uh, <laughs> but you know like the little text says you can go out and find them this is not required for the story in any way but it is just kind of you get cool items for uh collecting the lost puppies you'll you'll just like find them in treasure chests and stuff it'll be like hey you found you found dalmatians 46 47 and 48 Oh, okay. And then, yeah, it's just stuff like that. So you kind of, and then in Jiminy's journal too, you get like a little stamp thing with like paw prints that tell you here are the ones that you found. Here are the ones that you have not found. So there's kind of like there's a little bit of collectathon elements here and there. That's not bad. I mean, it's fun to have like a side directive if you're just like, oh man, like I gotta make sure I checked all the nooks and crannies here, you know, just yeah. in case. I want to make sure. I want to be thorough. Yeah, and I think it's like every 10 or so that you find whenever you walk back over there into, you know, the the house that they're in. Uh, one, you'll see more puppies just kind of populating the place, and it's very cute. But also, you get, like, little items, uh, like little gifts from Pongo and Perdita. Oh, that's so, cute. That is cute. <laughs> but yeah, that's for later stuff. This is just kind of introducing that area. Whenever you walk back out into that first area that you wake up in, there are two shops. There's the item shop where Huey, Dewey, and Louie are just... Or, or sorry, no. That's the equipment shop, I think. I where were remember. these shops? I could not find them. Or everything was closed. I'm not really sure. Oh, wait. Did you not find where Huey, Dewey, and Louie were? No. I saw oh. that they popped up in my journal as like people that I've seen or like met. <laughs> but, but you're like, I haven't seen them. Yeah, I was like, I haven't seen these people. Like, Interesting. I, dude, I swear to God, they said, oh, there's a bunch of shops around here for equipment and stuff like that. And I only, like, I saw, like, the clothing shop, and that was closed. And I, like, walked around, and it's literally blind. It's, it's right next door. It's like, you know where, you know, whenever you're on the ground floor of that first area, and there's those lampposts, and there's, like, a little coffee shop, and there's, like, a treasure chest that you can't open. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like, like, in the first part of the hub world? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's down there. It's it's like right below where Sora woke up. There's a uh, little shop. Yeah, you walk uh, through that door. I think there might be like two doors that connect to it. Uh, but yeah, you can walk in there, and that's where Huey, Dewey, and Louie are. They just sell you items or equipment or whatever. Oh, okay. I was looking in that whole second area because that's where I saw most shops, and I thought, oh, maybe they're closed just because of what's going on. They'll open up. Yeah. So I was looking all over there, and I was just like, there's nothing. There's nothing yeah, no, here. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, all of those doors are basically, they stay closed. <laughs> you don't explore those those doors or anything. Oh, that's um, sad. Yeah. But there's the main other shop that you walk into that I'm pretty sure is required to walk into to progress the story. But you see a man named Sid who is running the item shop, and Sora starts calling him Gramps and shit. Yeah, and, <laughs> it was great. Which is a little weird because that's not really how Sora's character is in other games so it's kind of funny for me looking back at this game and he's like I'm not a kid Gramps or whatever he says it's just funny to me I like how he kind of took him under his wing he's like well if you get in any trouble like after this brief 
like conversation he's had with this person he's never seen he's like you come to me and i'll take care of you (laughs) and i was just like okay thanks so do you know who sid is it's uh no is it a final fantasy character he is he's from final fantasy 7 i knew it yeah his name is sid highwind which if you also remember is what riku wanted to name the raft highwind is he a good sailor so here's the thing about Sid in the Final Fantasy games. Every single Final Fantasy game has a Sid. Um, and the, it's not the same oh. Sid. It's, it's always a different Sid. But they, are, they pretty much always are the same kind of character. They're always like the person who you go to to do airship stuff. Like they're always the pilot or the ship captain. Oh. Um, so it's, it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing that they would name the boat and the gummy ship the high wind because that's your ship that you use to fly around and then sid high wind is here in the shop hey it's all just little references it's a nice little connection there yeah yeah that's nice i like that yeah so you walk out of the item shop after that and sora is then greeted by a man who wants sora's keyblade he's like give it to me (laughs) leon Leon, and he is wielding a huge sword that is also a revolver. A revolver? Yeah, yeah, I want that one. I don't, I don't want yeah. the keyblade. I want what he has. Yeah, so no matter if you win or you lose this fight, uh, Sora faints, and I think if you if you win... Did you lo- win or lose it? I actually won that fight. Nice. Yeah, so you get some pretty solid experience points, and and a voice says, "Hey, you found it. Nice going, Leon." And then you look over, and it does this weird pan up uh, her legs and her like exposed like stomach. Yeah, you is it Yuffie? Is <laughs> it's that her Yuffie. name? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know who Leon is? <laughs> is it a, is it a Final Fantasy game? He is actually. He is the main Damn, character. Uh, he is the main character of Final Fantasy VIII. Yuffie, I've heard before. That that I knew. I kind of knew the name. I've heard. Yeah, it. she she is in Final Fantasy VII. Uh, she's the she, one with. She's the one with like the. She's okay. You, I could be so wrong here, and I could make a whole fan base very angry. Um, is oh she boy. the one with the? Is she the one with the red gloves and like the white tank top? No, that is that is a different character. I am so sorry. To <laughs> That's okay. You you've never played any of them. That's okay. I so know. so we are introduced to Leon and Yuffie, and um, I'll just say this now. It's it's kind of brought up in a little bit, but Yuffie later calls Leon Squall, and then Leon's like, "Hey, it's Leon. Like that's Leon or whatever." He says this because the main character to Final Fantasy VIII. His name is Squall Leonhart. And in Kingdom Hearts, he's the same character, but he's just like, my name's Leon now, or whatever. Because <laughs> she's like, nice going, like, Squall. And he's like, that's Leon. And this hmm. is this is interesting because there seems to not really be a fucking purpose for this. Why I don't understand why they didn't just continue to call him Squall. Because, you know, Yuffie's name is still Yuffie. Sid's name is still Sid. You know, like, I don't I don't really see the reason why he changed his name to Leon. <laughs> but they even they even reference his name being Squall, but he's just like, no, 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 it's Leon now. Interesting. There's not really any Kingdom Hearts significance about it. Like, there's not anything, like, in the story that's going to happen, and you'll be like, oh, that's why he changed his name. 
Ah, oh, there it is. There's yeah. the secret. <laughs> yeah. But in Final Fantasy VIII, his name is Squall. And then whenever he's put into Kingdom Hearts, he's like, nah, my name's Leon now. And so... <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so anyways, Final Fantasy fans get PO'd whenever people see Squall. And they're like, it's Leon! And they're like, no, it's Squall. <laughs> like, <laughs> his anyways. name is Squall, get it right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right after this little altercation between uh, Leon and Sora... Uh, Yuffie, Yuffie shows up and then they kind of they kind of drag his unconscious body uh, to the hotel. The green room. <laughs> yeah, but before we get there to the green room, we get a little cutscene that is exclusive to the final mix version of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, um, this really? this cutscene was not in the American PlayStation Two version. This was Japanese only, and that's why we don't get any voice acting for this scene. But we get this little scene where Riku wakes up. Uh, like, we get Riku's perspective, so we kind of see what happened to Riku, where he ended up after the storm hit the island. Yeah. And he wakes up in this unfamiliar place. He's, like, looking around, and he's like, where am I? And around him, it kind of looks like he's surrounded by this huge reverse waterfall from all sides. And oh, I thought it was ice. Yeah, then there's, yeah, you see, like, ice, too. Like, you see these, like, floating ice bricks or whatever just around him. Interesting. Um, But it's very, yeah, it's visually very bizarre. Uh, Very, very cool little area that he's at. And he's calling out for Sora and Kairi. And then we, (laughs) in my notes say, then we see a mysterious hand watching from the distance. Because all we see see is this person's hand. (laughs) Oh, come on. I know exactly who. I don't. I mean, should we even say it, or unless someone yeah, doesn't yeah, no, know? We'll, we'll say it because I it, later on, like, we'll discuss who it is too. But this is clearly Maleficent. Yeah, um, yeah, very, very much so. <laughs> yeah, so Maleficent is watching him, and he he sees Riku out there in the distance, and then that's it. It's a very short, very brief little cutscene, but you know, kind of gives us a little bit of context for some stuff later on. Um, what he's going to become and the fact that I thought he was evil is more confirmed. Just, <laughs> you know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, Donald and Goofy, they run into Aerith, who asks uh, if the king had sent them. And uh, Donald, <laughs> Donald acts as if he's seen a ghost. So, this is Aerith. And she is one of the main characters in Final Fantasy VII. Did she die? I don't know. Oh, come on. <laughs> Anyways, so... <laughs> so... Um, can daggle that fruit in front of me and then yeah, not... So, okay, so here's here's something very interesting. Here's some more trivia, I guess, about Aerith Ooh, uh, yay. in this game. Gavin so, facts. Okay, here's a Gavin fact. Final Fantasy VII came out in 1997, and in the English release, the translation was a little bit off. Uh, so the word that they use for Aerith's name is the same in Kingdom in Kingdom Hearts as it is in Final Fantasy VII uh, in Japan. But whenever they were translating Final Fantasy VII in English, they changed her name to Aeris, like A E R I S, instead of uh. A E R I T H. But that's because her name said in Japanese is Aerisu. Erisu. Eris, Erisu. Erisu. Okay. And so, and so it's like, that. and there, there is no TH sound in Japanese. I don't think. So, I think you're, I think you're right on that. They don't have like a T 
th or something yeah. something along those lines not the, not like we do in english yeah so whenever they were just translating Aerith's name to english they just they went with what they heard Erisu. so they so they so her name whenever you name her character the autofill name um is Eris. But this is a mistranslation. This is not her actual name. Um, because in this game, in Kingdom Hearts, this is the very first time that we are getting voice acting from a lot of these Final Fantasy characters, and they're saying they're saying the names of mm. of, you know, these Final Fantasy characters. Whereas before, with the exception of Final Fantasy X, everything else was just text based. So you're just reading all the dialogue. So however you pronounce it in your head it's kind of just you know how how you think it's pronounced but now kingdom hearts comes along and kingdom hearts basically it's kind of weird because they they do this thing with leon where they change his name but then they go and they say Aerith's name as Aerith, and people are like well that's how it's pronounced you know like it's official like they said it in the kingdom hearts game like that's how Aerith's name is pronounced some people will <laughs> still try to argue with you about it even though it's like been confirmed that Eris is a mistranslation and that's not her name. Anyways, this is kind of a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> but it is important to know too that this is this really is the very first time that we are getting uh some of these characters' names actually pronounced by voice actors, like squashing some debates in the Final Fantasy community. Yeah. So, okay. Nice little gaff um, back there. Yeah, thank you, man. So, <laughs> but then we see Sora, he wakes up and he kind of starts hallucinating. He he's talking to Yuffie, but he he thinks it's Kyrie. And then he's like, "Man, Kyrie, like I'm so glad, you know, here you're, you're here." And then she's like, "Yuffie, I, or who's Kyrie? Like I'm the great ninja Yuffie." And then she's like, "I think you did a number on him, Squall, or whatever." And then he's like, "No, it's Leon." And uh, <laughs> anyways, they explain that the Heartless are tracking Sora because he has the Keyblade and they want his heart because it's it's very strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so then Leon does this thing where he calls Sora the Chosen One. Yeah. And I'm not going to get too deep into this because I don't really want you to be thinking about this too hard, but this is another one of those things where given the lore of the rest of the Kingdom Hearts games, this is not really a true statement. Um, a so piece he's of me, Neo. <laughs> yeah. Like a piece of me thinks maybe this could just be a another one of those translation things, because yes, Sora is the main character of these mm-hmm. games. You are like following Sora's story for the most part, but chosen one, ah, uh, that's that's debatable you know and i'm not going to go to i'm not going to go any more deep than that um just know it's it's little things like that where whether you take it at face value or you try to look into it it doesn't really matter on the whole you'll get further down the line and you're not going to be like but wait i thought i thought squall said that sora was the chosen one like you're not going to be thinking like that eventually you know yeah Um, i think i kind of had the the idea already that it was like i think we I think when one time we were at work, we talked about the Harry Potter thing, yeah, and that you know Harry didn't necessarily need to be that person, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like it was just it's a strong. Uh, what did Leon say? It says something about like you know you have like no you have like no impurities in your heart or whatever it was. Sure, I think yeah. that's what 
that's what it looks for. It's not necessarily Sora itself. It's the fact that his he's really pure of heart is really yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, so he, he calls him the chosen one. And then they kind of do this. The game does this very interesting exposition dump in a way where it sort of transitions from Sora receiving information from Leon and Yuffie and Donald and Goofy receiving the same information from Aerith, but it kind of just bounces back and forth. Um, yeah. Which I, I like because I guess you could just sit there with Sora the entire time and they just tell him all this stuff. But I think it would, I would, I think the scene would seem really long and really drawn out. I kind of like that they decided to do this sort of bounce back and forth. Yeah. And uh, it kind of also kept putting it in your head that they're potentially in different places. They're yeah. not necessarily like one room over from each other. Sure. Yeah. So that was kind of fun to figure out that, oh, like literally, you know, when the whole, you know, thing, you know, when the whole thing went down, it was like the door open is like, oh, they were, they were <laughs> yeah, right there. Literally right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they explain um, that the knowledge of other worlds has been kept a secret because the worlds had never been connected until the heartless pretty much showed up Mm -hmm. and that'll continue to kind of be explained later on uh but then they also explain that the heartless are attracted to the darkness uh inside of people's hearts and then yuffie asks have you heard of someone named ansem and then we get a cut to goofy who goes i am so you yeah (laughs) yeah so then Aerith explains that ansem studied the heartless and he put all of his research and all of his findings into detailed reports uh, that have been scattered across different worlds. And of course then, they are. And then from that, Goofy pretty much deduces, oh, that's, I guess the king went to go find Ansem, or at least those reports or something. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, we gotta, we gotta go find him and we gotta go help him or whatever. And then Donald does this thing where he grabs the camera and he pulls it down. <laughs> yes. Is, yeah, I wrote down Deadpool. Like yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, the fourth that wall break. Stuff. Yes, it was so, great. Yeah, he he grabs the camera and he's like, "Hey, well, we need to go find the key first. And just as Leon is kind of explaining how the Heartless are afraid of the Keyblade, Sora remembers that he lost Riku and Kyrie. He's like, "Wait, my home, my island, Riku, Kyrie," and then boom, Heartless just kind of start appearing in the hotel rooms, and. Yeah, we get that scene, like you had said, door swings open. Oh, shit, they were right next to each other the entire time. Great slapstick cartoon yeah. door gag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the fucking JPEG that they use to just show Donald right there, like, it's so clearly just like an image. Oh, yeah, it's of a bad. 3D model. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It, it was it was really bad, but I was like, I was like, nice. I was like, yeah. I can appreciate like, the slapstick. Can, yeah. yeah, I can appreciate it. It's, it's art. <laughs> Yeah, so they all flee the hotel, and whenever Sora enters the third district, uh, Donald and Goofy, they're fighting this other Heartless, and then they kind of get yeeted off the rooftop, and mm-hmm. they land on top of Sora. And then they're like, oh, the key! There it is! And, yeah, yeah. And then the boss fight with guard armor uh, yeah. ensues. And yeah, this is this fight. is interesting, too. Um, guard armor in the original Kingdom Hearts game had a completely different color palette. Uh, something that oh. th- something that the final mix versions do, and I don't know why. I don't know why they do this, but they do this thing where they add a bunch of extra color to a lot of enemies. 
and they'll just completely change the color pattern for a lot of enemies in the game. I don't know why. Guard armor, and then that's the name of this boss that you fight. In the original game, he was just basically black and purple. But in this game, he's kind of like red and yellow and blue and silver. It's very, it's very interesting. I don't know why they changed the colors of him, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at uh, stuff right now. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, why did they change? Why did they change the colors? Yeah, I don't know. Like, not that I'm not a fan of the color change. Oh no, I just don't know why they did it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the other one kind of looks a little more imposing. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks a lot scarier to me. That would have been a lot a different kind of feeling. I probably would have felt when I yeah, uh, probably jumped into that boss fight if it was a different color. Yeah, maybe. And this is kind of this is kind of where this happens. This is the this is the moment that Sora, Donald, and Goofy get to talk to each other for the very first time. And this is the start of this trio of characters that you will grow to love very, very much. And Goofy, it kind of starts with Goofy basically inviting Sora to go travel with them in their gummy ship to go search for the king. And then Sora is basically like, well, like, I wonder if, they, if y'all can help me find Riku and Kairi. And then Donald's like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And then he leans <laughs> over to Goofy, and he's like, fuck no, dude. Like, yeah, he was like, we, he's like, not happening. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we are we are going, we are doing our thing. We got to go find the key, and, we, and he told us to find the guy with the key, and we found him. So we just got to bring this guy with us, and he'll probably just help us find the king. And so then they're like, okay, cool, yeah, you can get on, the, on our ship with us. And then Donald says... Uh, you can come up. You can't come aboard looking like that, though. No frowning, no sad face. Oh, and God. then we get the we scariest get... fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, we get Sora, Sora cheese. Uh, dude, even Donald, even like Goofy's face, kind of was. I was like, that makes me uncomfortable. I was yeah. like, it was, it was a little, little creepy, a little creepy. <laughs> so we get, we get this little scene, and they make fun of him for it. But then they're, you know, Goofy does the. Uh, all for one and one for all, and they yeah. all put their hands in the middle, and it's this iconic little, you know, screenshot of all their hands in the middle, and it's like there it is. There's that's the start of our boys, <laughs> and uh, and then right after that, uh, we get a little cutscene of this sort of council of villains led yes. by uh, led by M- Maleficent. This is kind of where we see Maleficent's face, and we're like, okay, she's got she's doing some shit behind the scenes. Oh yeah, and that was that was like. Like I've always been a person that kind of likes the villains, so I was like very happy, especially yeah. because of Hades. I absolutely love Hades. Yeah, yeah, Hades is a is a great character, uh, voiced by James Woods in this game too. So that's that's cool. Oh, did they? I I mean, I know the voice sounded. You know, it sounded like you know uh, Hades, but I was like, uh, I don't know if that's the same actor. But yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. Him. That's actually James fantastic. Woods. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. So, yeah, this whole little scene happens, and they're just, like, watching Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and they're like, look at those fucking cartoons with their human. Yeah, they're just, like, they're they're plotting, and Maleficent shows up, and she's like, we can use this Keyblade. We can use this Sora character. And then you get back over to Traverse Town, and then Leon, Yuffie, and Aerith, they send the gang off with 500 money, and yep. Sora learns the spell Fire and the ability Dodge Roll. So now you can. I don't know how to use it. 
you can roll around. You know, I think it's with the circle button, maybe. Uh, just I pressed know, every I button, nothing happened. Oh, you have know. to you have to go into the abilities portion oh. of the menu and equip them, and then, and then it shows you here's how you use it. Oh, uh, I was so confused. I just that seemed like one of the things that would just like. Like it's bound to circle now. Like that's just what it is. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you have to equip that. It's kind of it's weird, but yeah. ah, fair. I will do that when I jump back on because I yeah. was like, I'm so confused. Why isn't yeah. this working? And so I know, based on kind of what you've told me now, I can assume that you uh, pretty much just left, right? I'm assuming yeah. you just left and went to the world map. Well, yep. if you remember, uh, if you did any sort of sort of searching around. Wait, I in think that, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, in that third district, there is a door with a flame on it. I don't that know. was not was what I thought you were going to say. Oh, what, what I, did you think I was going to say? The 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 tri the circle with the three the three shapes in it the green one the blue one and the red one. Oh yes, the trinity. Those you you, you learn how to use uh, trinities, and you kind of start off just knowing the the color blue right Um, yeah so whenever you come across little trinity marks that have the blue color you can you know press triangle or whatever it wants you to do and you uh kind of do a little thing the three of y'all the the trinity of guys (laughs) y'all do your little thing and you get little special items and you can get up to tall to reach places you can find treasure chests uh, and all this stuff okay. yeah I, th- I thought it was like a battle like thing like if you find them you can get different stuff so i was like walking over like because i i found a few of them like ahead of time and i was like what are these and i wrote it down because i was like oh this is something and then they're like oh no these are this is what <laughs> this is for and i'm just like what is it for though yeah but yeah okay yeah so you you'll get more colors later on as well right now you just start off with blue and okay. uh, yeah, get those get those items and stuff. So yeah, I encourage you whenever you find those, um, when when you learn the colors, definitely use those. I don't think any of them throw you into any sort of like enemy encounters. They're pretty much all just like goodies. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, but, but uh, this fire door, I may have to go back to Travers Town now. Yes, I'm because now you have con- the spell fire. And uh, oh. Yeah, that would make sense. That's that's the the only sort of push in that direction that I'll that I'll give you. But okay, uh, I'm just like I said in the in the prequel. Dash is not like the brightest crayon in the box. The the prequel. The prequel Uh, episode. That was the the prologue, actually. Same thing. No, the the if it was the prequel, it would be like we did this episode first, and then the next episode we recorded is the episode zero they don't know when we <laughs> recorded these episodes <laughs> I, guess, I guess so <laughs> anyways um but that's pretty much that's where we're gonna stop right now as far as this discussion goes um yeah. i know we went really deep and i basically went beat for beat scene by scene like like every piece of dialogue almost um that's not what i'm gonna do for like the next couple of episodes um I really just wanted to get a deep look into just how this game initially presents itself to the player. Uh, because as you proceed like going forward, I know I mentioned it to you, there's just some stuff that can kind of be skimmed over as far as just a deep conversation. But whenever it starts to have stuff to do with the sort of Kingdom Hearts lore and all that, um, I'll have more questions for you around you know all that stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, what do you think of Travers Town as a whole? Uh, it's a cool little it's a cool little place. I like the I like that it's a hub. Like you can always go back to it, and it's just this hub 
world that you can constantly visit and, you know, go pick up things and, you know, kind of a rest spot. It doesn't always need to be like, uh, you know, every town has a spot where you need to, okay, I got to make sure I have all my stuff. It's like, oh, no, I can go to, you know, go to Traverse Town, see what I need to get, and then go on to the next spot. Going forward, do you have any expectations of... uh... I don't know, maybe I, any, any theories to, to lay on me right now? I mean, besides the fact that Riku turned into a Keyblade. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, so I think I mentioned to you, like, I think it was today, uh, there's a theory that always fits with almost every game that you could possibly do, and I'm 100% sure. I haven't looked anything up, but I am 100% sure it's probably been out there. Um, but... All of this is a dream. That's literally the first thing. I mean, you get a little bit into it. That's the first theory that's going to pop into my head because it's just like it makes everything feasible in, you know, in the scope of the realm, the going to different planets or, you know, whatever. Like, because that could just them saying, oh, we're going to different planets realistically could be just their imagination saying we're gonna go off and you know go to these different places and whatever and then you know like i said riku i mean not riku sora could have gotten hurt or drowned or you know was drowning and then kind of was unconscious and this is just this is just what he thinks of when uh, when he's in that state, just that big old like adventure, you know, while he's unconscious. All I will say <laughs> is we don't know what was in those mushrooms, bro. <laughs> in that secret cave, bro, we don't know. That was that was. I mean, hey, we could have. There's a lot of plants on that on that island. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yes, a lot sir. of weird fruits. <laughs> what, what the fuck is the powpoo fruit? So really, yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, let's go ahead and stop it there. We've been talking for a good two hours now. Um, <laughs> God, has it been two hours already? It has. It has been two hours, and that was the introduction to Kingdom Hearts. Um, dude, I'm so happy that you're playing this game. I can't wait to go through other stuff. Uh, if you I'm are excited, if yeah. If you're still listening to this, if you're playing along with us, um, the next stopping point. So now we have left Travers Town for the first time. And we have our options. We're gonna go. We're gonna go exploring a little bit. There is going to be a part in the game where you are required to go back to Traverse Town. And once you go back to Traverse Town and you do everything that you need to do over there, uh, mm-hmm. and then and then you leave Traverse Town again, that's where we're gonna stop. Okay. So, yeah. So All right. that's that's I'm... where we'll stop. I'll, I'll be sure to put that in. T- like episode descriptions as well um so yeah that pretty much covers it for this episode um yeah i think we got all of our notes in unless you had anything else to say i don't know if you if you have anything that you want to plug for yourself (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) to do it i mean no not at the moment i mean (laughs) if 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 some kind of if the need arises then definitely later on then maybe (laughs) but at the moment at the moment i don't post anything on anywhere so you know it's uh i'm just really excited to be a part of all of this and finally getting into it and you know just getting started with the story and seeing how 
how excited we both are when we see each other at work. Like, ah, I really <laughs> yeah. want to talk to you about this, but I can't because we yeah. need to wait. Yeah. It, it makes it really exciting to keep going. And then, like, Absolutely. you know, today I was so excited to start recording. I was just like, let's let's do this. Let's talk yeah. about it. I've been itching yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, you didn't even shower when you got home. You're like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I was like, five minutes. I was like, let me just set up my stuff real quick. And I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah, and then also just thank you, everyone, for all of the fantastic feedback that we've been getting of our introductory episode. Uh, we hadn't even really started talking about the game proper yet. We just kind of went over development history. But boy, oh boy, I'd be lying if my ego was not fucking through the roof. Uh, all of the wonderful messages that i've been receiving from all of you guys so just thank y'all so much i'm 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 incredibly excited to you know continue doing content like this and it would just it would be a dream of mine if this could be uh something that we continue doing and you know becomes the thing that i do i don't know um but yeah you can yeah (laughs) maybe but yeah other than that you can we do have a, a Patreon. There is the Overleveled Podcast Patreon. Links to everything that I start plugging are in the description below. Uh, currently, there's no active like tiers uh, and rewards in the Patreon. It's, it's seriously just a way that if you feel um, that the best way that you can help out this channel is via a monetary number, um, that's, that's totally just up to you. That's something that we are greatly appreciative of, and it is absolutely 100% not necessary. <laughs> um, but I appreciate it nonetheless. That link will be in the description. Also, uh, join the Discord. Uh, have conversations with me and Dash. You know, talk to Dash about Kingdom Hearts and stuff. Don't spoil anything, though. If you do spoil stuff, <laughs> if uh, mark it with a spoiler tag or something so that he knows not to, uh, you know, look at those comments. Not uh, the brightest crayon in the box, people remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, so join our Discord. That's that's really the big place that I want to see more people. Um, it's just in that Discord community. Um, and of course, you know, thanks to everyone who's just commenting on the YouTube videos as well. But there's also the Twitter account. Uh, you can find uh, my Twitter account. It is at OverLeveledCast on Twitter. You can email me at OverLeveledPodcast at gmail.com and I think that that is it maybe somebody maybe someone down the line will be like well you forgot to plug the, like anybody would fucking tell me that anyways <laughs> you forgot to plug your own stuff man yeah. <laughs> so anyways thank you guys uh, very much for this journey through the intro of Kingdom Hearts 1 I look forward to next week so and, or wait hold on I want to say too <laughs> I hope the next episode can come out next week um, but this this episode was a lot of note taking and a lot of time I spent locked away in my office uh, <laughs> typing away. So maybe I, I I might not go as hard in the next episodes as far as just all of the notes, just beat by beat, detail by detail. Like I, I think said. He, uh, I think he said it was like four four worlds I got to get through before I go to Traverse Town or something like that. It's uh, there's there's a few worlds, but anyways, yeah, <laughs> I've I've tried ending this podcast so many times now. I'm just gonna end it now. I'll let y'all know whenever the next episode. No, it comes never out. ends. Yeah. All right. Later, guys. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.